0: website and whatever other mechanism you're using. (laughs) We're just so glad that you're here. And for some reason, I was assigned patience. (laughs) And uh, patience is, is a fruit of the Spirit, and it's something that we all need to continually strive for. Today, as we look, I just want to remind the children that You know, you fill this out and you get candy at the end. That's all I know, so I'll be filling mine out. Um, We're just glad that you could all be with us today, whether you're watching or whatever. We're just so glad that you could be with us. And patience is one of those things that people look at and they go, oh yeah, well, that's just him. Or that's just her. They aren't overly impatient. But when we think about it, we might think it is something quaint or quirky in our character. But today we're going to see that it may be more serious than that, that an inpatient person may be suffering from uh, pitfalls and selfishness. And we're going to look at that, especially in the life of Saul. Usually I like to talk about the positive things about impatience and, and in my sermon, but today we're going to look at some of the, uh, uh, really a passage that gives impatience kind of a negative picture. I heard a story of a woman that was caught in a traffic jam and as she was in this traffic jam her car broke down and you know what happens when there's heavy traffic and people behind you uh, she began to panic didn't know what to do and of course the people behind her what do they do? Blow the horn exactly exactly they were blowing their horns and a chorus of honking horns blared behind her and she got out and, you know, you look at, you, she gets out looks, at, opens her hood and looks underneath and, you know, I look underneath and I don't know what to do. I can't even imagine what she was doing. Finally, the horns continue to honk and finally she walks back to the person right behind her and says this, I'm sorry, but I can't seem to get my car started. Would you mind going up there and trying to get it started and I'll sit back here and blow my horn at you? but we are pers- you know we are kind of impatient people at times and there's a story in the bible that is very sad and very tragic when it comes to patience Saul was the first king of Israel and the Philistines were their arch enemies they were just all the time attacking the children of Israel of course you know the story of David and Goliath and he killed this great Philistine Goliath Well, Samuel, they were, again, the Philistines were getting ready to attack Saul and Israel, and and this is what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 13 verses 5 through 14. It says this. The Philistines mustered a mighty army of 3,000 chariots and 6,000 charioteers, and many warriors as the grains of the sand on the seashore. They camped at Michmash, east of Beth-Avon. The men of Israel saw what a tight spot they were in. And because they were hard-pressed by the enemy, they tried to hide in caves, thickets, rocks, holes, cisterns. Some of them even crossed the Jordan River and escaped into the land of Gad and Gilead. Meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgal, and his men were trembling with fear. Saul waited for the seven days there for Samuel because Samuel had instructed him earlier but Samuel did not come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away, so he, had de- he demanded, bring the burnt offering and the peace offering, and Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Now, let me just stop there for a minute, because he was doing something that was not his responsibility. As a matter of fact, only the Levites were allowed to do this. Only the priests were allowed to... to Be a part of these kind of sacrifices back in this day. But Saul just, just as Saul was finishing the burnt offering, (laughs) that's the way it always happens, just as it's over, just as you got caught, Samuel shows up. Saul went out to meet him and welcome him, but Samuel said, what is this you have done? Saul replied, I saw my men scattering from me and and you didn't arrive when you said you would and the Philistines are at Mishmash ready for battle. So I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us at, at Gilgal and I haven't even asked the Lord for help so I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. How foolish, Samuel explained. You have not kept the commands of the Lord your God gave you. You haven't kept it and the lord would have established your kingdom over israel forever do you get that he would have his legacy his 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 lineage would have been all throughout the history of israel but now because you have done this the kingdom must end for the lord has sought out a man after his own heart and that's of course they're talking about king david there the lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command a very tragic thing happened that day because of impatience he was impatient and so he 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 was impatient in several different ways but let's look first of all he was impatient due to his fear or thinking that something would be better might want to call it prudence he says this I was looking for I, I, I was losing my army they were all running away from me some were crossing the Jordan others were going to the cisterns and holes and I didn't know what to do and so I felt compelled to do it he said and on top of that you didn't come Samuel in the appointed time you didn't you didn't come the time you were supposed to come But isn't that like us in our impatience, we love to blame others? We love to put the onus on other people and that's exactly what Saul did. You know, I'm sure it seemed overwhelming to him. I I, I think it seemed almost impossible. How was he going to overcome this huge army with men that were already living in fear and hiding in holes? So today as we look at Impatience and patience And the spirit Of uh, The spirit of patience I thought it would be great to have Missionaries with us Because in all honesty I don't think there's any Ministry people That need to be more patient Than that of missionaries They have to learn new cultures They have to learn new languages many times and, And so they have to be patient. And so I've asked uh, Eric and Corey Tuma to be with us today, and we're going to talk through some of the things about patience and, and uh, the importance of patience in ministry. So uh, did, you brought your mics good. <laughs> Corey, Eric, some of you may have never met Corey and Eric, but they are missionaries in Zambia. We are so glad that you're here with us. And now, let's give him a little hand. So let me ask this, during your work, as you begun, began your work of missions, how have you seen yourself maybe getting a little impatient or concerned, or whatever you may call it, fearful?
1: <laughs> I, think, uh, I think for me, I'll speak for both of us, but you know, we were fortunate enough to sit up here maybe seven or eight years ago and talk about moving to Zambia, and you know we didn't really have like clear vision on what that looked like, um, and so now looking back, it's easier to to kind of process that. Um, I'm kind of not a patient person. I would say I'm like Pastor Gil, where I think a lot of people that know me say I'm not patient, and so it's ironic that I am sitting here talking about it. <laughs> I'm by no means an expert. Um, but moving to Zambia and knowing that so many people are supporting us and behind us, you know, you get there and it feels like, okay, we're here, let's do. Right? Let's just let's do the thing as Corey likes to say. And and that's not necessarily biblical even. Yeah. Because advice we got from people that know a lot more than us is like, it's good to have an idea, but you know, hold on to that loosely because you're going somewhere where you don't know everything. You're new, you've got a lot to learn, and you need to take time to listen. And so, for me, that was super hard, because I just, I just want to do. And I think, you know, to learn to redefine what doing something actually means. Um, we joked that the early, when we started to look forward to a weekend, we knew, like, life was picking up, because early on, every day kind of felt like a weekend. We were, quote, unquote, doing nothing. And so looking back, we can say that doing nothing actually was something we got to spend a lot of time building relationships and learning from our neighbors and waiting to hear, like, what makes sense for ministry in Zambia. And so uh, we're grateful for those lessons.
0: Great. Well, the one thing about Saul, not only was he kind of be prudent, but he was also trying to, um, I think he was trying to use the, the spiritual excuse. Uh, he said, well... Not only, not only didn't you show up, not only, not only did you not show up on time and I felt compelled to sacrifice, but how in the world could I go to war without praying? How can I go without doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And he uses this almost pious attitude as he comes across, you know, I think with you as missionaries, sometimes God gives you a vision and a passion and sometimes we become almost amateur Holy Spirits as to how we manipulate people and our circumstances to, to make them spiritual. And really, that's not exactly what God may want us to do. So as you think of that, um, you know, how, do you, how do you best communicate the life in Zambia with others and those that are around you?
2: Yeah, I think um, it's a real privilege to share about our life. I think um, not a lot of people get to um, visit a place like Africa. And so we recognize the privilege that it is um, to share truthfully um, and not to get stuck in a space of wanting to talk only about the hardship, only about the challenges, because aren't there challenges everywhere in the world, right? Is it hard to live in Zambia? Of course it's hard to live in Zambia. Is it hard to live in Gilbertsville? Of course, it's hard to live in Gilbertsville, right? But to maybe, like, reframe that and to recognize the rewards of a place so that we're not going to tell you um, only about the things that are hard. It would get your attention more, maybe. A lot of times, um, if if you hear about Africa, you hear about a lot of negative things. Um, and for us, it just felt a lot more important to share about the positives, about the rewards, about the community and the people that um, have become an extended family to us. And so just to, to reframe our thinking and to say, um, what are the rewards of living in this place? That's been important to share. We don't need to pretend to suffer for the sake of getting people's attentions. We're not suffering in Zambia. Um, it's a really privileged and good life there. That's
0: awesome to think that. And, And to live it out I mean when you think about patience and impatience the reality and and the root of impatience is lack of trust when you think of it in Saul's case he didn't trust that Samuel was going to come he didn't trust that God the one who loves him cares for him um, loves him beyond anything that he can ever understand or come to grips with he couldn't trust him enough. In other words, he said, I just felt compelled or I felt like I needed to take control myself. You know, and I think that's really the root of impatience is taking things into our own lives. There's that, there's an insecurity in our relationship with Christ. There's an insecurity with our relationship. And so we don't we don't trust God the way we should trust God. And so by the fruits of the spirit, we understand that That when we lean into the Holy Spirit and ask Him to give us patience, uh, it's actually asking the Lord to help us to trust Him more and to put more more trust in Him. So it's a lack of trust in God. So where have you seen God do some great things for you guys? Where where have you seen? I mean, I know you got lots of stories, (laughs) but but as you trust in God, where where have you seen Him come up big in your missions work?
2: Yeah, I, um, there's too many things to talk about, Yeah, truly, um, it's just been a privilege to watch us, um, have an opportunity to connect a space like Gilbertsville to a place like Matcha Zambia, to recognize that the world is just, um, it's so big, and that people are actually more similar than not, that's, like, one of the biggest lessons we've learned, um. But just, um, I'm like losing my train of thought right now. Um, God has done incredible things. We've um, recognized that, like, how is he renewing our spirit? How is he changing our vision? And I think he just kept growing our community there. He kept pointing to other people saying, hey, how about their involvement and their involvement and their gifts. And, and the, the more we included more people in the, in the puzzle of creating program and ministry, the more we um, listened to the voices of those that were our neighbors that have lived um, in Macha much longer than us, the, the bigger we saw programming get, not in size, but in, um, it, in, in depth there's a depth to, to our programming and, and to the things that we've been privileged to create. Um, and I think it's been really um, special to just pay really close attention to like, we always talk about like, how is God speaking to me? And I think that's always a little bit of a hard thing. Well, I'm not hearing an audible voice, but to just pay close attention to, okay, we're going to go to Zambia because we believe that Zambia is a place we should be. We care deeply for Zambia. And then beyond that, um, how is God kind of growing my perspective? What is like like breaking my heart in Zambia what is bringing me the greatest joy and then to just lean into those places and to recognize people are already in this work in this work and to just kind of join them in that and and the more we just joined people in the work they were already doing Um, in in spaces that we cared about, right? I care about learning, I care about books. And so just an opportunity to then hear our staff say, hey, could we build a library? Of course we can build a library. Um, And then being able to get excited about that. It it wasn't a superficial um, excitement. It was just like, this is where my joy meets this person's um, giftings and let's try and build on that.
0: Yeah, and if you would have built that five years ago, it, may, wouldn't
2: it, may, it wouldn't have
0: been as nearly as effective as it is now. Correct. And that just... whole waiting on the Lord. I I love uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, yeah. but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. And that's really what He's done for you guys. He's directed you. I know another fa- favorite verse of mine is uh, Romans eight twenty five. It says, but if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently in the Lord. So what we really need to do when it comes to patience is just to follow the Lord. Follow his example. I can't tell you how many times I let the Lord down in a day, and yet he's patient with me. He he loves me to the point that he overlooks some of the stuff out. and uh, he, he doesn't I'm sure it doesn't go Gil you're doing great <laughs> I think it's more like oh well there's Gil but uh, it's like it's like waiting waiting and trusting in him more and more I know for me an area that I, I might struggle in a little bit is patience on the road especially roads around here um, but um, this week it was unusual because I was preaching on patience and um, and so I was really asking God to help me be patient in everything I did and uh, we went on vacation every day biting flies on the beach I was not real patient but he, he, he I, w- I was pretty good I did pretty well but it was without with his help I did that and when I drive you know I I, I promise I promise myself when we go on vacation i 'm just going to be good and be careful and drive like a regular person should drive and um, and we got there safely, so that's really good so similar to our uh, in Zambia, you know you 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 are getting ready to once again clarify a vision in your life, so why don't you tell us a little bit about? How you're being patient about your next steps?
2: I think um, if we believe that Christ is the Trinity, so God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, just to continue to ask the Holy Spirit um, to speak to us, to to find time in my day to like quiet and just and hear that, and then. Um, listen, right? And so we're entering this new season. We said we were moving to Zambia for 10 years. We're headed into year eight right now. And so we're just trying to discern what is next. Um, And it's exciting, and it's scary, and it's, again, a privilege. Um, And I think right now we're just trying to say, like, or trust this reality that God has gone before all of it for all of us. Um, And if history kind of informs the next season of our lives it's that we can keep trusting that process and, and prayerfully discerning so we don't know what's next we're going to be moving back to pennsylvania in the coming years um really celebrating a ministry that will continue to operate um with the staff there that's doing the thing incredibly incredibly well um any other thoughts
1: no, I think you summarized well. <laughs>
2: I can keep going. We could really <laughs> test all of your patience. Church in Zambia is three hours. Yeah. So we could just like keep going for a couple more. Yeah,
0: that would be... Um, uh, but we won't. I don't know if we won't. all of us combined have that much patience. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think, some, I, think I, I love what you're saying, that you're just kind of trusting God for the next steps in your life. And, you know, sometimes... He shows us in big chunks and sometimes it's step by step. And I think the reason he does the step by step is because if we saw the end in mind, we might not go there. You know, if we saw what God is expecting of us, we just go, whoa, that's way bigger than I had anticipated. But we want to, uh, I think another reason that um, that this happens is because he wants us to lean into him constantly to trust into him and trust and be wait on the Lord that's exactly what the scripture says wait on the Lord and when we wait on the Lord it says in Isaiah when we wait on the Lord those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength and he renews our strength in him in our walk with him when we when we wait on the Lord patience is simply waiting on the Lord and Allowing him to have control of things that even though we think we have control of, we don't really have control of. It's not us. It's all about him. So leaning into him. And so uh, thank you guys for being with us today. And um, they'll be on the back patio if you'd like to say hi to them. They will wear masks. Yes. Because Eric is a spitter when he talks. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's not true. I'm just kidding. Anyway. But patience, patience as a fruit of the spirit is is really one of those things that is evident, isn't it? Like you know people, you say oh, a back person is a patient person. And you know people that, that say, Oh man, they they put up a lot. They are very patient people and it is evident and I honestly believe this that when the fruit of the spirit is evident especially in the area of patience everybody sees it it's, everybody sees it in you and everybody cares and, and you are an example for others when people are impatient and we live in an impatient world when we live that way they see the difference in you because of the spirit of patience that's within you So I urge you this week to be patient and live patiently. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you in times when you want to blow your horn, (laughs) in the times where you want to cut somebody off or gesture in a way you shouldn't, or just be impatient. Understand this, that when we trust in the Lord and we wait on Him, He renews our strength and he will guide us into the direction we need to go. Let's pray together. Father God, I do thank you. I thank you for the fruit of the Spirit, for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. All those that you list, Lord, we just pray that every day our lives would be filled with the presence of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit in our lives thank you so much, Lord, and ask you that you will guide and direct us this week. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.